The USFL Gambling Podcast, USFL Playoff Reaction episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Eddie style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. SFL gambling podcast playoff reaction show. What a fucking weekend we had as year two of the rebirth since uh, 86 of the USFL playoffs was absolutely uh, just a, 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 I thought it was fantastic. I, I cannot wait to break these games down and talk about the freedom cup that we got going on this Saturday, uh, Tom Benson stadium. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Pretend it never happened and get along with your life, Patty C. Sage wisdom. Woo. I, I, I guess I got to introduce you, but man, I love this league. I really love this league. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm almost sad. I mean, we still got CFL. I'm watching CFL every week, but uh, you know, I always want to be watching football, Patty C. Yeah, we're getting used to this year-round thing, but USFL it's is, always been is special. Always been year-round for me, even when they didn't have the leagues going. Or back back in the day, it was NFL Europe, but like. Colby watched uh, the USFL every spring for 30 years, waiting yeah. for it to come back. <laughs> Definitely true. <laughs> Definitely true. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Let's go. Well, Let's go, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I mean, you gotta just love this league, though, man. I'm telling you. Uh, we have more different games. What do you game mean? Game one on Saturday versus game two on Sunday. Whew. A slightly different viewing experience. Well, uh, first off, shout out to uh, hope you hope you tailed me on the uh, on on the picks total wise. 
ain't shit. But uh, as far as picks, also I had a DFS lineup that cashed for some money. There you go. Uh, but Patty C, Saturday's action: the Panthers. Whew, EJ Perry, EJ Perry, EJ Perry, EJ, EJ Perry. Yeah, uh, that guy's a stud, and I, it made me wonder the whole time watching him play. And you know, he didn't get that many reps the game prior. He looked like shit two weeks ago. Right. But that was his first start. And he also didn't have that many reps because he wasn't with the team that long. Yeah. Wow. I mean, to know that this guy was just sitting out here in the XFL and the CFL and the, in the USFL didn't, he was just sitting at home for the past eight weeks. The numbers don't necessarily, you know, say an insane performance by him, but as he passing the eye test more, decent numbers, decent. All I know is not many teams have been able to pass on the Maulers like that. That's true. I guess when you consider the competition, it makes it look that much better. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could you can go back to uh, when when uh, when we're going to talk about another quarterback. But Patty C, I was impressed with the Panthers' performance. Uh, Ray Horton, I thought, almost cost me the game on a fake punt <laughs> in the fourth quarter. But I was impressed by honestly, I was impressed by Troy Williams and the way the Maulers' offense. They got down, I think, 17 10. And I thought, man, they're going to lose this fucking game. They've been messing around. They've been the better team for the first half. They're going to lose this game. And, and no, they battle back, got, got it to 17 17. Then, I mean, obviously blew it with that 59 yard field. With that, uh, in my opinion, that Stallions Maulers games, I know there was a t- uh, some tough calls. I'm sorry, not Stallions Maulers, uh, uh, Panthers, Panthers Maulers. Maulers. I know there's some tough calls. And I know Michigan Panther fans were DMing me saying that they were, they were mad. But, um, <laughs> I thought it was at you or at the refs at the refs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought, I honestly thought this was the best USFL game in the rebirth that I'd seen as far as back and forth, maybe the freedom cup last year. Yeah. May, but at least this season, yeah, this game was back and forth high stakes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, never, never one team really pulling away by more than a possession than the other team, pretty much a deadlock each game leads changing even up to the last couple minutes of the game. Surprising that Pittsburgh was able to put together a drive after uh, uh, Michigan took a late lead. That yeah. is not Pittsburgh's so I'm forte. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're the way and the, they battled back even in overtime. Yeah, you Michigan, told me, like then immediately put together a quick drive to send it to overtime. Yes, and and that was once again, man, the conservative defensive approach drove me absolutely yeah. fucking crazy. Prevent but, prevents you from winning. Yes. But, but in overtime, look, we've seen the Mahler struggle with a yard all year, including this game on the fake punt where the, <laughs> the fake punt. And then even the fourth and goal, they couldn't get it in from one yard. They end up getting a false start, which yeah. I think helped them. Then on yeah. fourth and fourth <laughs> and goal from the six, they score. Yeah. Uh, three attempts uh, inside the, inside, inside the, the one Yeah, it couldn't get, it couldn't get it. And then, oh, he penalizes back to the six. All year, one yard has been an issue. But then in overtime, so in overtime, I'm freaking out. I'm like, there's no way. Their their offense doesn't know how to go, you know, two yards for a score, three yards for a score. Well, I was wrong. They were two for two. And uh, they got it done and got very lucky that Reggie Corbin fumbled the ball. Mm -hmm. But wow, I mean, the Maulers. The defense though got got cooked a little bit on that on a couple yeah. passes. I mean, when you look at the stat line, you got to be more impressed with Michigan that game than you than you do Pitt. Now, I'm not saying you know Pitt based on having beaten them soundly twice before, you know, third time it's tough to beat a, a yeah. hammer a team three times, but still, 410 total yards versus 291. Pittsburgh did own the time of possession they, pretty. They, they had a, a, f- a fumble 
that was almost a fumble return for a touchdown. I mean, I'm saying they forced a fumble. They also had an interception. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's did. defense stepped up. Yeah, they made like, some plays like like usual, but they did get cooked on the deep ball a couple times. Yeah, that that made it super interesting. But Perry, man, I think Michigan might have something. Bobby Abear 2.0, Patty C. 370 passing yards. That's that what I'm saying. That doesn't play, happen baby. against that defense. Yeah, I'd be curious to to know. Uh, and I'm going to talk about it, uh, but but we're going to get more reaction in a second because I want to tell you that the USFL Gambling Podcast uh, USFL Playoff Reaction Show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make it look good. All right, Bird Dogs is uh, it's like Alex McGoa shorts. All right, mm. uh, look, getting Bird- a little chub just thinking about it right now. <laughs> Bird dog stretch uh, khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly, truly sculpted look. Um, and they fit better in regular shorts because regular shorts are made of stiff, restricting cotton. All right, Bird Dog fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all that movement. Uh, Bird Dog also uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Say you're gonna be at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium catching the Freedom Cup this Saturday. You're gonna you're gonna need. All right, because I know how humid Ohio gets in the summer. You're gonna mm-hmm. need some of those bird dogs so your ass don't smell. It could be the dead of winter. The amount of pressure that's gonna be going on in that game is gonna have you sweating, especially I'm saying, especially down there. You better be, get them bird dogs. You're gonna be smelling like Nick Nolte in that mugshot if you don't <laughs> fucking uh, <laughs> if you don't put some bird dogs on it. Go to birddogs.com/pool. And enter the promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. They're just going to give you a tumbler for your, for your holidays, for your summer. All right. That's birddogcom slash pool for a free, a uh, free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. All right. We are back on the USFL gambling podcast. Patty C. I want your takeaways though on, we both locked up or no, my lock was the other one, but I still bet on Pittsburgh minus three. Holy shit. Were we fortunate? They win by four. <laughs> talk about, talk about a roller coaster. Talk about a roller coaster wager. Now I had the under two, but and the under got cooked, but well, I will say you looked a lot smarter than me when I, I, I said that the sure bet was Pittsburgh to cover three. Then, uh, then, uh, I Birmingham told you, to man, with that offense, that, dude, <laughs> what wh- happened with West Hills though? We will get to that game, I guess, but that, that, that seems like it was a factor. I don't, did he get injured? What? I don't think so. He just did. They didn't They stopped feeding him. It didn't look like he was even they were in getting blown out late in the game. I guess what is he yeah. not, not capable of being a scat back when they need him? Well, dude, I mean, he generated zero fantasy points, which by the way, he didn't I, get injured. I did win despite his pathetic fantasy performance. So fuck you all. Oh, well, I, I don't think I joined that group. I ran, I was going for some real money, but I, I, I should have you know joined what? the group. You know what? I do it for the fans. Colby. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't do it for, you know, not some hot oh, shot. I've came in first place before, you know, it's a, it's a feeling only hot a few shot, can say. Colby Dan, <laughs> <laughs> but Patty C um, hold on. Let's 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 before we dive into the, uh, the game in Birmingham at Penetrope stadium, let's talk about the, this Mahler's team because they're in the they're in the Freedom Cup, they are in the Freedom Cup, and much like when we preview, you know, I, you know, I know USFL fans hate the XFL, and the XFL hates the USFL to a certain extent, but I also host the XFL Gambling Podcast. Now, the league did everything in the XFL to help the Arlington Fan Renegades. Attendance. Oh, the Arlington Renegades. They, they like put they, they made trades that made no sense to help that team. Sure, and they end up winning their championship against DC, even though we know DC was the best team. Sure, you have a scenario where the league did not help. 
the Pittsburgh Maulers, but I'm kind of thinking that it's certainly possible. They're one game away from having a six and six season and winning the, the freedom cup Yeah, with that defense. We'll see. It's going to be interesting, but um, what's your takeaway? Ray Horton year one. They I won, mean, they won one game a year ago. Now they're in the freedom cup. What uh, did now was there a playoff game? Cause what uh, uh, Arlington renegades went four and six regular season yeah, and then finished six and six after their championship. I believe game, so. Right? I believe so. They caught they a lot even been five and seven. I don't even yeah, remember. I think yeah. they might've had yeah. a losing record either way. Pittsburgh would, would be six and six if they win the championship here. Also not a great look, but bound to happen when half the teams in the league go to the playoffs. Um, I looked up this history of uh, of uh, back in the AFL, the NFL. You had similar scenarios when that league first happened. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I don't. think It's gonna happen when you have a. It's a, not a, a league that look. doesn't have, of course, but when you don't have that many teams. Yeah, they were four and six in the regular season, and they ended up winning both games in the playoffs to go to six and six. So. That is the the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. So um, identical situation. So based on that, if Pittsburgh does win, you can't really say one league's format is any better than the other leagues. Well, they both have eight teams, right? Yeah. That that's just gonna happen. Yeah. That's just it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah. But I can tell you this: the league didn't help out. They didn't take Perry. They didn't take uh, Mark Thompson. And said here, Pittsburgh, have him for <laughs> a, a linebacker that was a. That has one tackle on the season. Yeah, you know what I mean. They didn't let them go out and sign like the best Vic Bolden, who was the MVP of the Freedom Cup a year yeah. ago. That this was. Well, this who was do regular. you think is going to be uh, less likely to do that? Moose Johnson or The Rock? That's true. That's very <laughs> true. That's very true. Uh, all right, look, we want to we want to recap the uh, the the game that happened at Penetrope Stadium, but I want to tell you also that the USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Uh, Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on MLB player props. They have all that good stuff when football season comes. Around. Even for USFL, they have player props. So hop on over there. Uh, so many ways to win on Underdog and active in so many different states. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Patty, see, there were rumblings that Canton might have their own team because you can buy a season ticket package for next year in Canton. And the question is, is are they doing year three at the hub? Or are they going to have a Canton franchise? Which you know, I was tagged in this. You were tagged in this. I think the Canton Bulldogs should be that team. Hello, they should be that team. I know some people were saying it should be the Canton Blitz. No, that name's terrible. I mean, is, yeah. is the Canton Bulldogs? They're they're one of the first two or three, you know, original pro football teams they of all time. Do it. You think they should just go random and just name them something? Or you, no, oh, if you're doing yeah. Canton, you better do the Bulldogs. Yeah, come on, let's do this. Expand. Canton Bulldogs. Moose no. Johnson call one eight hundred pick Dundee. I'm here for you. And uh That said, that said, yeah. I know everyone, of course, wants the butts in the uh stands. Fans make a big difference. We 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 gave NBA a really hard time. The NBA? Uh, NBA when yeah. there weren't any fans during do, the uh, do they even have fans? Right. Well <laughs> it's like yeah. two franchises. Right. We're like continuing to give the NBA a hard time. Yeah. Uh but either way, fans add a lot and we all want to see them there. That's and, the that's to me the, the 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 next step they need to take. But I'll say this. If it doesn't happen, if the, if the USFL is, is taking their time with it, I don't care. Well, I can tell you this, you make a good case for the fact that they should maybe expand first. Cause knowing that EJ Perry was just sitting there <laughs> that knowing that Dakota pro cop just got cut and you're like, wait, the last time he played in the game, he looked really good. Yeah. 
that means you could find other teams. Dude, there like, is no shortage of talent at that level. You there's know? more college football teams playing today than ever before. There's over 700 college football team programs. Yeah. You know, uh, you have probably in any given year nowadays five elite quarterbacks, right? Five tier two quarterbacks, right? And then everyone else is the same. Well, and clearly you're seeing that to me, uh, scouting is at a low because Alex McGo was a backup quarterback. Um, at Seattle, right? Yes. Dakota Pro Cup. No, it was a backup quarterback last year in the USFL. In the USFL, yeah. yeah. That too. So so I'm not saying that that's Skip Holtz's fault. They won the championship with Jamar Smith, and he's good. He is good. But yeah. clearly, we have not done our homework on uh, like clearly something and, and knowing that EJ Perry's just sitting there and he c- plays like that. Yeah. And you're just like, now who knows if he could do it all year long, but I can tell you this, Dakota Pro Cup just got cut. And I'm wondering why, because if you watch the film, I think you see a decent quarterback. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So uh, I think there is room, even though there is a CFL, an ELF, a XFL. There's clearly room. A hundred percent. McLeod Bethel Thompson came yeah. out of the CFL. Uh, who is the Philadelphia Stars? Brian Scott's in the CFL now, and he's not even starting on the Argos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at, at that level, you know, I do. I will say, I think McLeod, or um, rather. Um, PJ Walker's still in the NFL. He's on the Bears. T- T- Tyler Heineke is uh Yeah, Taylor Heineke Fal- was a backup. He- Taylor uh, Heineke, yeah. But no, um, who's a Birmingham quarterback? I'm drawing a Alex McGough. McGough, I do think, should get a crack at the No, pros, of course. Man. But my point is the scouting. The reason why we should have this is Cavante Turpin popped off screen. This guy was in the ELF. He was in the USFL. Yeah. Uh he pops off screen the same way Alex McGough does, the same yeah. way Mark Thompson does. Well, and in the league, so many, just like NFL, NBA, so much of like what gets a player cut or or not cut is like system. okay, yeah, yeah, you know the system. You've been here for five years. You can help us out, even though this guy is more talented than you, right? We don't want you because a your contract is locked in, and uh, you know, you know the system well. Yeah, you're so, a reliable so, so, backup. So to me, if they were to expand, I know some say, well, the USFL and XFL should merge. I, I, I'm okay with them competing. I, I want to. I don't want them to merge. Now, yeah, I agree. Could you add teams? I think you could. I know people would say, well, look, you already got this type of. I'm like, what do you mean? If EJ Perry was sitting there, not on a roster, and and you were able to do that with them, then. Uh, after one game, and yeah. I think you can use plenty of those examples. Yeah, we just uh, saw Josh Love be what he was for an entire season. If you're saying, okay, well, you have a, a, a quarterback of Josh Love's caliber, therefore, you know, don't expand it because you don't want to take anyone else on. Yeah. And then lo and behold, you just bring some guy in and he crushes. Troy Williams wasn't on a roster last year. He's in the he's in the Freedom Cup. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like you can go one by one on this. Now, There's I'm not, plenty of room for the league to expand. Yeah, I would take that too. I will take either one, but we but we want both. Yeah. We want butts yeah. in the. We want a home field, but we also want league expansion. Yes, definitely true. Okay, now let's get to this game at Penetrope Stadium because Patty C. That was my number one lock, and boy. You not hit. even not, I didn't even sweat. <laughs> I didn't this even game was sweat over buddy. early. First drive of the game, the receiver falls down, interception by the Stallions. And the, and I I think the Breakers took a 7-3 lead, but after that, goodbye. And let me tell you, this was the first game where I thought it was like Avante Turpin to me. Alex McGo, I'm like he's better than everyone in the league. Yeah. And I only, sometimes you only, you saw that last year with Kamonte Turpin. He's yeah. a pro bowler in the NFL. Yeah. 
I, I am. He's just a step ahead of everyone. Sold on this guy being now. Uh, they had 553 yards of offense. They averaged nine yards of play. This is the you know this is a team that they've played twice. You would think the third time would be the hardest. Not the case. They were dominant. Every play was like a highlight film, man. 9.9 yards per pass. You know what I mean? Like Sternberger is a pro to yeah. me. Uh, Mago is a pro, and, and and Shark Dog made an appearance. He's back. He played good. Nice. I mean, dude, this team looked dominant. What what do yeah. you make of this game? Because this was just an ass whooping. Even the the points. Even if you look at that, uh, the way that uh, you know the the game shook out is you know Nor- uh, New Orleans scored fifteen in the fourth. This was a I repeat, that this was right. a forty to seven game after three quarters. Yeah. 40 to seven. That is an absolute ass kicking. Uh, look, yeah. Mago, he's a fun interview, by the way, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 310 yards, only 10 incompletions. And he also rushed for 84 yards and a touchdown, 10 and a half yards of rush. Petty C. Holy shit. I haven't seen a dominating performance like that all year. Is he the best quarterback since the rebirth of the USFL in any of these leagues? Probably CFL probably has some. But I mean, uh, World who, League had some. Who's, too. A, who's yeah. the spring NFL league? Europe slash World League had some guys. Brad yeah. Johnson and Del Holm. Yeah. yeah, Tommy Maddox was uh, in XFL. the XFL. Yeah. yeah, but who is? Uh, oh God. Um, anyway, yeah, Alex Mago. I'm impressed with it. Like, the, the, he's a good interview. Um, but he talks about extending plays, getting out of the pocket. In there. Yeah. There yeah. you go. We've had some guys, yeah. but we'll see if Mago can be that. No, who is the? Uh, who's the guy who's like the uh, spring league king right now? He was the uh, USFL or XFL MVP. I want to say at least two Jordan years. Jordan Tamu. Tamu. Yeah. I mean, he, he played, he, he played, had a great season after struggling. In he the had USFL a good season, year. but look, I, He's I would not say like this, he didn't pop like this. Yeah. of course, dude. Jordan course, Tamu is like, a, a rich man's Kenji Bahar. Yeah. Uh, Alex Mago is like Kenny Pickett. Or, or yeah. better to honestly, to me, he looks better than Kenny Pickett because he's got better wheels. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm really impressed. I don't know how he's not on NFL roster, but I want to see him in Birmingham forever. You know what I mean? Like this is, I know they have Jamar Smith too. They, they have Sloter on this roster too. So like uh, that's another one has a fucking Eagle eye for talent. Well, dude, and they've been doing this without Bo Scarborough. Yeah. All year now. And and shark dog. They just got superstars like chilling and they're still dominating. Marlon Williams. No, no Vic Bolden and boom Sternberger. Uh, Davis and Kane at the whiteout spots. Let me ask well, you Michael this. Petway. Yeah, I know. Uh, the new new league, DC United, uh, MLS is a comparable like from a TV rating standpoint. DC United won the first two years and lost in the championship the third year. At what point is it bad for the league for Birmingham to keep winning? I mean, I think you're building a fan base right now in Birmingham more so than anywhere. So and and. They look good, man. And I don't think it's a bad thing. And the fans in the South love football, and yeah. and I like Alabama's that fact always that needed a team. I like that New Orleans and Birmingham has played in the in the in the the, the, the Southern Championship, on you know to get to the Freedom Cup the past two years, and that's starting to develop now. If, if they go to their hubs, I think it's even better. Yeah, sign me up for it. Yeah, I think you don't mess with it. Let let the be- like look. At- if we got the Green Bay Packers of Vince Lombardi era and and Skip Holtz from year one of the USFL, let it ride, baby. Let it ride. Let it, let it ride, buddy. Uh, so, Patty C, we have our Freedom Cup 
so th- let's talk about this for a second. And I know we got Thursday's show with NC Nick where we'll we'll talk and do our DFS and everything. DFS rosters will give them away. But this is a rematch back in week four. This is what I find very interesting. Back in week four, the Maulers lost to Birmingham to move to one and three, and Birmingham was three and one, right? Now, Birmingham had to have a kick return for a touchdown with like three minutes left to win this game because the Maulers were winning. Yeah. And you look back at that matchup and they really did a great job. The Maulers held that offense to 281 yards of offense. The Maulers had more yards, 311. They also got 6.3 yards per play compared to Birmingham's 4.7. That was with Alex McGough. That's astounding. That was, that's what I'm saying. That was with Alex McGough. And uh, they were right there. They were right there to win the game. And much like this playoff game, I would be willing to bet that many, most of the games that Pittsburgh lost and one, but certainly the ones they lost, they probably didn't outgain their opponent. So for them to outgain Birmingham yeah. in a game yeah. is kind of wild. And when you look back at Mago, you know what he did? He struggled that game, just completed 58% of his passes, 5.4 yards a pass, Patty C. One touchdown, two interceptions. Now he did run the ball 48 yards on the ground and a touchdown, but he was their leading rusher because Marable wasn't successful that or that successful against the Maulers defense. Mm. That means and I think uh, Sternberger was held to just one catch for five yards. Makes for a interesting, interesting. And again, you know, Pittsburgh, a type of team that can play in you know a close game or certainly from ahead. You know, lean on the lean on the run, milk the clock, play great defense. You know, you don't have to get desperate and start creating turnovers, throwing throwing picks, trying to catch up. That's a good spot for them. If 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 Birmingham has trouble moving the ball on them, and what what do you think caused Birmingham to have trouble moving the ball on Pittsburgh's defense? I just think it's the best defense, and I think their 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 pass rush can get after. They don't need to blitz. Yeah, that pass rush can get after. That, that, uh, yeah. Sagapolo, Olive Sagapolo, <laughs> yeah, and, and Boogie Boogie Roberts. Yeah, yeah, and they drop their 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 both of their linebackers are excellent in coverage. I uh, was it uh, Casino or yeah yeah, and then obviously Ruben Foster. Um, yeah. And then they have great players in the defensive backfield. The other thing about them is obviously special teams. It's funny because that, that's how they lost the game. They gave up Birmingham had the kick return for a touchdown. Yeah. Now I would say typically defensively on special teams, they're pretty good. You know, they, they get after the ball, um, but, and they, they return the ball. Well, they kick the ball. Well, but when they're trying to convert, like they did on that uh, fake punt, Anytime they're actually in possession of the ball on offense prior to the play starting, things are going to go bad. I, I actually question in-game management. I know that sounds crazy because they're in the championship game. So who am I? I'm just a fucking idiot talking to you. But I've wondered that all year. Some of the fourth and inches where they've kicked field goals, or they've gone to uh, the, gone to the shotgun on fourth and inches, and yeah. they, they get stuffed, or like they did with the fake punt. They had. So many, how many false starts can you get? Also, like a timely situations. It's amazing that Pittsburgh won that game in that capacity because they kept, they kept getting snap infractions. The quarterback or the center kept double convert on fourth down at the end of the game. Yes, yes, man. I mean, they had a. I don't even know what they're doing. They had a fourth and one. They end up getting a fourth and six and converting, but they had they had a uh, second and one. They go from the gun. They lose a yard. Yeah. Then they they try this gimmick shit, this like uh, jet sweep, yeah, right? It's like, dude, you're a, you're a you are a yard away. Yeah, your whole game. Troy is William is big. Fullbacks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and you have Groshek, and you have London. Just and move stocky. forward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
I, I don't know. The, again, this begs the question: What makes a good coach? Is it pregame preparation or is it in-game? You know, uh, management. Clearly, Horton is not the greatest in-game manager, but he's they in come, the championship game. They come into the game with a yeah. great game plan, so true. True. And that's going to make it super exciting for Thursday night show folks subscribe where you can watch it live on YouTube. Just type in you as a gambling podcast, subscribe, and then you'll get the notification. We're going to be live Thursday talking about the freedom cup. Uh, we're going to give out, you know, obviously who we like to win the, uh, you know, with the points, the total, we'll talk about the total. We'll give away our DFS lineups and invite you to come play DFS with us. So subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast, Patty. See, we only got one USFL game left in year two. You want you want uh, four hundred teams? What cities? Give me them right now, because you uh, think they, if they're gonna do one, they're gonna do four. Give me San Diego. I don't know. You give me some others. DC, but they won't do it because of the defenders. Not until right? the defenders are gone. What about Raleigh, North Carolina? Too no, much. Too they're much gonna go the west. east. They're gonna, gonna go, go west. west. Yeah. What about northeast though? They could go northeast still, right? Could go northeast. There's room there. Uh, but if they go west, I think you go. They Denver own gold. No, you got to go Oakland. They've been yeah, robbed Oakland, of all their yeah, teams. San the Diego, are about Oakland. To get, yep. You know, then you probably want to go. Maybe even Portland. No, I don't know how much they like football, but their soccer fans are fantastic. So maybe I, Oregon, I, I'm thinking Arizona. Oregon State. Arizona. Arizona. I think Arizona. You go Phoenix. Yeah. Arizona. Uh, San Diego. And Oakland, you're covering two areas where teams have been taken out of, yeah. and you're also covering an area that's growing in football. So, and then at number four, you could go Denver. You also could go a Texas team again. You could go Gunslingers again. You know, you could yeah. go Oklahoma City is an interesting one because yeah. they don't have a pro football Out, team. Oh, we see how the, the Thunder are. Sure, Oklahoma, Oklahoma oh, State. They, they never nuts for it. So I think you go Oklahoma. I think, well, here's the problem is you can't go both out. Well, I guess if you go Arizona Wranglers and Oklahoma <laughs> outlaws again, then you have those two, you, you got to make up a San Diego name yeah. and then you got to go. Uh, but we were talking Canton Bulldogs If one of the teams is the Canton Bulldogs. You can't, they can't be in the West. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. I mean, they, right now it's North and South. So what do you do? Do put, so this is what I think you do then is you go, you have the generals Maulers. And stars and uh, stars in the north, and you so you got to add one northern team. Yeah, either DC, Boston, New York City. Yeah. Well, I guess Generals is New York City. What about what uh, we said? General Stars, Pittsburgh, well, and then what about what about uh, Detroit or Michigan? No, because that's going to be with Canton okay. and Chicago, the Blitz. Yeah, and one other team. Okay, so like a North Central. Yeah. You know. Now the one other team. In my opinion, it should be in in the central, Milwaukee, baby. Milwaukee, how about this? Milwaukee or Buffalo? St. Louis, towns. but um, XFL has St. Louis. Yeah, right? yeah, can't do that one. Yeah. Milwaukee, Milwaukee's great. Or Buffalo, Buffalo's great too. Yeah, and then in, in the north, we still need one franchise though, unless you go Raleigh Durham and put them in the north. Let's you just go Washington Federals. You own it. You you battle you it. Out in what about style. hey? We're out. Here. Feds are the greatest fucking name. Feds are great. Uh, uh, come on, they gotta go if back. Those uniforms are fire. Go yeah. like with the DC national theme. At least get a little fucking originality like, thing that yeah. people actually hate about it. You know, don't go Capitals. Don't make it this Mickey Mouse shit. Federals make it is better fucking... than Caps too. Like, yeah. 
It's we great. are the feds. We're yeah, going to come and bust great. you and yeah, take your it's money. Fucking Fuck great. you. You hate and us. Those uniforms are fire. Yeah. That's fire. Don't great. change those uniforms. What about yeah. this, though? LA Express. Of course, that works. LA fucking Express. I want to go to some games, Colby. True. True. But if you're going to put the Canton, what are they going to be playing Canton every weekend? It's true. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Folks, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast. We'll be here to talk about all the news, all the good times. We love everything about this league and Moose Johnson, the Freedom Cup, all that good shit. And we're excited for it. Give us a follow at USFL Gambling on Twitter. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. I'm on Twitter at uh, the Colby D. And NC Nick's also on Twitter at NC underscore underscore NICK. Subscribe, tell a friend, and we'll be back Thursday on the road to the Freedom Cup. This is the USFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.